What is going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. For everybody that is hopping on, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you're having an amazing Sunday, everybody. Uh, my name is Cody Barton. We're going to go ahead and get started here in just a minute. Happy to be on here. Happy to uh, be here since I wasn't here last week. So excited to have everyone here. So uh, for those of you that may be tuning in for the first time, just wanted to let all of you know that we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes. So if you're driving to work, if you're driving uh, your kids to school in the morning, whatever you're doing, you're driving around town and you want to turn your car into a mobile classroom, you can jump on Spotify or iTunes, search Sunday service, and you can listen to some of the previous episodes on there. So um, excited to be here. Hope everyone's had an amazing, amazing week so far. Um, and you know, excited to get into this new week. Um, so what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different than the title here. Uh, it's Pace and Laura's six year anniversary today. So, um, if you haven't already wished them on their Instagram, you can go wish them a happy anniversary. They're going out and getting dinner tonight together. So I said, yes, guys, go, go get dinner. Enjoy the night. I'll jump on Sunday service and we'll have a great time, everybody. So um, welcome everybody that hopped on. I know our viewership's going up and up and up as we're getting going here. So what we're going to be talking about tonight is specifically all around masterminds, uh, you know, personal development and continuing to level yourself up. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, I didn't post too much of it on my Instagram over this last week, but over this last week, I spent six days at a mastermind. I spent six days at a mastermind uh, not far from where I live. I live in Phoenix. I just drove up to Scottsdale um, and we had a mastermind that I was a part of there. And then I was also able to participate and speaking at as well. Uh, so um, what I want to share with you guys is, you know, some of the things that I took away from that mastermind. And then also, um, you know, what we're going to do, you know, a little bit towards the end, I do want to open it up for some Q&A because I want to talk about, you know, throwing back to the beginning of Sunday service, what we used to do, what Pace and I used to do on here was we would talk about our business. We would talk about, hey, what are what are some of the things that we're doing in our business? What are some of the things that are working? What are some of the things that aren't working? So we'll get into some of that as well. And then we'll open it up to some question and answer everybody. So um, for those of you that are tuning in, um, let me know. I'm curious to see in the comments, you know, where are you guys tuning in from? Uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Excited to see. I'm already seeing some of the people in here, Kansas City, California, Texas, Indiana, uh, you know, Dallas. You know, curious to see where everybody's tuning in from. Again, happy Sunday, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and just dive right on in. So, oh, look at this. So we have the Big Island, Hawaii, Seattle, Milwaukee, Central Florida, Baltimore, Memphis, Jacksonville. So one of the things that I have to say, um, you know, before we get into the topic tonight is, if you're not already squatting up with some other investors that are in your market, this is one of the best places to do it. You know, if you're not involved, if you go on Facebook and you search in the top search bar, you type in creative finance with Pace Morby, you could find our Facebook community there and find some other investors to team up with. So, you know, that, that'll really dive right into the topic of tonight. Um, which is, you know, on, on a continued personal development and on personal continued growth. And so, like I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about the master, the topic of uh, masterminding, right? So shout out Matt Beard, just saw him hop in here. Matt was at the uh, mastermind with me all last week as well. So uh, let's get into it. So first of all, what the heck is a mastermind? Maybe, you know, is that something that would be able to benefit you and your business? Um, and then let's dive in. I'll dive in and share with you guys some of the principles, some of the things that I took away from this last mastermind that I'm implementing into my business that's going to be able to help us continue to grow, scale, and go to that next level. So, um, you know, first of all, 
you know, if, if you're new to the real estate industry or, you know, regardless if you're new or you're not, one of the things that um, you have that you've probably already recognized is for you to continue to level up, you have to continue to level up yourself. Uh, one of my mentors told me this early on in my entrepreneurship career. Um, I was 18 at the time and he said, Cody, for you to go to the next level, you have to go to the next level. And the story he told me was it went like this, right? So everybody has a certain thermostat. So imagine you have a thermostat in your home, right? So if you go, if it's a little bit warm in your house, you go to your thermostat, you turn down the temperature if it's a little bit warm. If it's a little bit cold, you turn up the thermostat to raise the temperature or to lower the temperature. And so my mentor, he told me, he's like, Cody, there's something similar to that, like the financial thermostat for individuals' lives. And so, you know, being a little bit confused, I'm like, what the heck is that? What does that mean? So he went on further to explain, he's like, well, Cody, so here's the deal is that if you, you know, if you start off in this life and you start making a lot of money, um, you know, he's like, you start making a lot of money, you start making a lot of money, but you're not raising your personal development level. That money is eventually going to go away because you're everyone on this call tonight, everyone listening into this call has a certain financial thermostat that they're used to operating at. So for example, if you're on here, say you're working a full-time job, maybe you're making 30 grand a year, 50, 80, 100, 120 grand, 150 grand, whatever you might be making, that is where your current financial thermostat is sitting. And so going back to the story, he said, now, Cody, if you want to be somebody that wants to make a million dollars a year, you best become the type of person that makes a million dollars a year. And so further on into the story, he said, so here's how it works. Here is why most people that win the lottery or come into an abundance of money without raising their personal development level, they lose all of it. So he's like, it, it's similar to this. So imagine that in your house and you're in Arizona because it's freaking hot here in the summertime. Imagine you're in your house and you open up all the doors, you open up all the windows and it's 110 degrees outside. So all of this hot air starts pouring into the house, but the house is set for 70 degrees. And you have this 110 degree temperature pouring, pouring, pouring into the house. Now, what's going to naturally happen as all of that hot air, you know, is continuing to come in, it's eventually going to raise the temperature and what we, you know, going back, our thermostat is set for 70 degrees, but because hot air is coming in, it's raising the temperature in the house. And so, you know, the hot air is billowing into the house and now the temperature is at 80 degrees, 85 degrees, 90 degrees, and the thermostat is still set at that same 70 degrees. So this is what happens when people that aren't ready for a lot of money have a lot of money come into their life. It's, you know, the money's pouring in, the money's pouring in, the thermostat is still set at 70 degrees. And then this is what happens. Now let's close all the windows. Let's close all the doors. And the thermostat that was set at 70 degrees, what's going to happen is the temperature is going to start adjusting and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. And what's going to happen is that temperature that went up to 85, 90 degrees is slowly going to start coming back down, down to the 70 degrees that the thermostat was set for. Now, the reason I wanted to share this story is so for those of you, um, you know, for those of you that are, you know, wanting to make a lot of money, you have to continue to level up what's going on in your mind before the money, you know, before your money is going to be able to match that. Because if you start making a lot of money too quickly, and yes, of course, like let's make a lot of money, right? And we wanna make it faster than slower. But if you just start making a lot of money, but you're not doing the mental work, the personal growth work, that money is going to start going away. Just like most people that win the lottery go broke within a couple of years, just like you see a lot of professional athletes that go from growing up, 
you know, poor, and then they get to a situation where they're getting millions of dollars for playing, you know, professional sports. And then now they're broke after they retire. It's like, how did they make five, 10, 15 million a year? And then now they're not, they, they lost all of it. And now they're poor again. They, you know, it's because what was going on in their head never grew with the amount of money that was going in. And so, uh, you know, the reason I, I wanted to share that, you know, for those of you that are aspiring to make more money and to continue to grow and that are trying to get to that next level is, you know, be taking the action to make money in your business. Yes. Like continue to push, you know, crush and, you know, take action in your business so that you can make more and more and more money. But you got to, got to, got to, got to do that, head, you know, that work in your head so that the money, once you get it, you can keep it because I'll tell you guys a quick story. And I promise we're, we're going to get into the topic on, you know, for those of you that are hopping on, we've had about 50 more people hop on. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, masterminds, the importance of, you know, being part of a mastermind when it makes sense for you. Um, Steven, yes, we're live right now. Matt Beard says Cody's the most diligent person I know with money. Follow this closely. I try. I'm not. I'm not always the best, but I'm trying my best. But um, you know, so so going, you know, jumping right back in here, um, you know, on on the topic of you know uh, masterminding and in leveling up, you know, financially and in all those areas, it's something that you know a personal experience that happened to me is when I was 18 years old. I started making over a hundred grand a year. So from 18 to 21, you know, I had already made a few hundred thousand dollars. And by the time I got to 21, I had squandered all of that money. I spent all of it on cars, on designer clothes, on living a lavish lifestyle, um, living above my, my means. And so um, what happened is when the opportunity that I was making that money from went away, everything else went away because I wasn't leveling up the way that I was thinking. I wasn't changing the way that I was thinking. And so naturally, as you guys are continuing to plug in and tune into Sunday service, you're gonna, it's gonna become even more clear to you that you know that you have to continuously be working on yourself and be pouring into your mind, you know, the positive, the informative, the education that's gonna help you continue to grow. And so I, I had that experience. And so um you know, I, I had that past experience and I knew when I started making a lot of money again, because I knew I would again, I wasn't going to squander it and I was going to make better decisions because I was going to educate myself so I could continue to grow and continue to make more money and continue to actually start building wealth and true, you know, net worth and true wealth. Right. So, um, so that was a, you know, that was a story and that was, you know, something that I, I personally went through. Um, Casey, uh, Casey's asking real quick, guys, uh, Cody, is it also because people also don't know how to invest wisely in addition to leveling up? A hundred percent. Most people are bad at making money. And then the people that do make money, most of them are bad at saving that money. And then for the ones that save the money are bad at investing the money. And, you know, the, the people that are investing it, most of them have a hard time duplicating their money. And so there's those, those levels. It's first you got to make the money. Then you got to be able to become competent enough to save it. And then to the next level, which is invest it and to continuously grow that money. So, uh, you know, so that's something that, yes, I, I think people do have a hard time investing. And, and that's why, we're, you know, you get on podcasts like this one so that you can, you know, get some insight and help get some ideas on, you know, hopefully helping you make some better decisions. The reason that Pace and I do Sunday service is because we wish somebody created something like this when we were starting out in our business because we didn't have the guidance and all the support that we wanted to be able to grow and reach that next level of success. So, um, so let, let's get into, uh, the, the topic this evening and then we'll, uh, I'm going to answer some questions for you guys as well. Um, so I was at a mastermind this last week for six days. I got there on Sunday last week and I was there Monday through yesterday. So I just got home last night 
And today was my first day getting caught back up uh, a little bit and getting organized and everything for you know this new upcoming week. But I want to share with you guys uh, a few things that I that I took away from that mastermind, and you know then you know talk a little bit about you know some of the things that are happening in you know uh, our business right now as well. So. While I was at this mastermind, um, this was a real estate mastermind, and, and one of the main topics around it was around leadership. And you know, with with leadership, you know, it, it was talking about some different strategies around how to be a better leader, you know, and how how to help the uh, the individuals within the uh, you know within that mastermind to go to the next level. Um, Corey's asking what was the name uh, WGR mastermind um, a guy named Colton Lindsay really good guy he runs that mastermind that we were at um, and so you know at this event I had some realizations and I had some limiting beliefs um, you know going into that event around leadership and you know I was having some challenges you know directly in our business you know, I, I was having some issues around the way that we manage people within our organization. And so I want to share just a couple of those things with you guys. And hopefully that, you know, me sharing that with you can help you become a little bit better of a leader yourself and be able to lead your team even better. And so um, a couple, you know, one of the, the big things that and guys, it seems so simple, but I didn't I just this is just wasn't something that I was doing. And one of the things that that I wasn't doing was I wasn't doing consistent check-ins with everybody on my team. So just so for some context here, um, I'm in charge, I guess you could say, of you know multiple different businesses and helping with operations and helping with you know management and leadership. And so uh, one of the things that I have not been doing was doing more individual meetings with people on my team uh, doing the more of that one-on-one -on -one time. So what I'd been doing was getting multiple people on the team onto a call. So we'd have like, say we're talking about disposition and transaction coordination in our business. How I have been handling those calls was that I would get on, uh, get on the call with, you know, everybody involved in disposition and transaction coordination in our business. And I would just check in with everybody at the same time. You know, hey guys, how are we doing? What are our wins? Uh, what are the things that we're having challenges with? And you know, talk about the deals that we're working on, which properties are being disposed, which properties we're having challenges with being disposed, and then what properties are in the pipeline to close that week. And so that's what I was doing. And what I realized from doing, uh, from being at this mastermind was instead of just having this one call uh, with you know everybody in the disposition and transaction coordination process of our business, I'm now going to be breaking that up into multiple calls going forward this upcoming week. Because my limiting belief was that if I do calls individually with everybody on the team that works in that department, I'm going to run out of time to do the other things that I have to do in, in the business. But what I realized was if I'm not giving the individual time to each person on my team, I'm not giving them the opportunity to ask some of those hard questions. I'm not giving some of those people on, on the team the opportunity to bring some of the challenges and problems that they may not feel as comfortable sharing with you know a bunch of other people on the team on the call. So what I'm changing going forward is instead of doing one call for an hour with the whole disposition and transaction team is I'm going to do four 15 minute calls with each person on that team. So I'm able to get through all the information that I need to share and that I'm able to get the information that each individual within that certain department needs to share with me. And we can end that call within 15 minutes. I have action items and I'm able to give action items and coaching to each of those individuals. And so um, I know this, you know, it, it doesn't seem like some massive, big, crazy thing uh, to make a change like that, but just something, you know, a simple tweak like that is going to change the performance for our whole company. Because I, I was talking to some other individuals at this mastermind and they changed their management style to that. And it was just like a light bulb went off that, wow, like if I'm giving more individual time, but just less 
time, uh, you know, not as long of hours of calls, then I'm going to be able to get more done and give everybody what they need. So, you know, that was, you know, one of the just little things that, uh, you know, I was able to take away from that event. Um, and then one of the other things that I didn't really realize, which I should know this, but I didn't really realize this is that, you know, the, uh, you know, for those of you that are familiar with, you know, Sunday service and you've been on here in the past, uh, Pace, myself, our other business partner, Matt Beard, uh, we've talked about virtual assistants in the past. We've talked about how virtual assistants can help impact your business um, multiple times in the past. And so I didn't really realize that, you know, other other people didn't see the value immediately and what virtual assistants could do. And there's a lot of people that that are struggling with their virtual assist uh, with their businesses that could be handled by virtual assistants. Um Hang on, guys, I'm getting my charger plugged in. Sorry, guys, my computer's about to die. It's not charging. I don't know why. Um, so, you know, on, on the topic of virtual assistance, the thing that was, you know, uh, that I was having conversations with some of these other business owners at this event was that they, uh, you know, they were they were in a situation where they were paying assistance here in the US three, four thousand dollars a month. And we have virtual assistants doing those same sort of tasks for fourteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars a month. So we're doing it for, you know, literally half the cost or, you know, a good fraction of the cost, you know, with our company at Start Virtual. And so that was kind of one of those things, like a realization that I just thought it now has became common sense that if you want to build, you know, continue to scale your, uh, your business, virtual assistants aren't really a, you know, negotiable thing for us. It's a must. Like if whenever we're starting or continuing to scale our business, all, you know, one of the main conversations we're having is around virtual assistants and scaling up, utilizing virtual assistants to help with admin tasks, to help with uh, cold calling, to help with um, you know text marketing, uh, ringless voicemail marketing, direct mail marketing, with all of the different marketing channels. You know we have virtual assistants in place helping us with that. And so while I was at this event, I was having conversations with so many different business owners that were frustrated. And for those of you on this call that you know, you maybe you've never hired someone before, or maybe you've hired someone and you've been frustrated and you haven't gotten the results that you wanted when you have hired them. I feel I know exactly how you feel because I felt the same way until I found that there is a better way to uh, grow our business, which is, you know, being heavily on virtual assistance. Yes, we have some, you know, obviously US staff as well. Some of you guys, you know, have met them on our team. Uh, but you know, we've, we've been able to really channel into having, you know, a lot of these virtual assistants help, uh, help us within our business and continue to scale. Um, see, seeing some comments here, guys, I will get to, uh, some questions here in the next 15, 20 minutes. Just wanted to go through just a couple of those takeaways from this mastermind that I was at, um, and, you know, then I want I want to share with you guys, you know, why I think it's powerful to be involved in in a mastermind. So think about this. Um, and, and I want to share, you know, a story with you guys that uh, about another mastermind that I just recently joined. So if you're building your real estate business right now, I'm speaking to all of you that are not going through any sort of education for your real estate business. If you're going through and building your real estate company right now, and you're not a part of some sort of, uh, if you haven't done some sort of coaching or you don't have uh, people that are close to you that are you know, some of your either closest personal friends or you're not able to get around the people that are doing this business at a high level, it's, you're basically, you're on like a slow path that way. Joining a mastermind or being part of some sort of coaching is kind of like, when you go to the airport and you're walking down those long hallways and on, on the right side, there's, you know, there's like the escalator type deal that's just, you know, cruising along. 
basically being in a mastermind, being part of some sort of community, you're able to walk on that like escalator and just be walking at the same speed that you're already walking right now, but you're able to get to your end destination faster by not doing any more work, but just by you know involving yourself in a community. Because when you get involved in the community, like a mastermind, you're, you know, Tristan saying fast track. Yes, it's like the fast track because you're able to skip past some of those obstacles, some of those challenges that other people are falling over and, and just, stu you know, stubbing their toe and falling on their face and, you know, just having to restart and refigure it out. You know, that that's one of the, uh, you know, that's one of the, the biggest things that I see people making the mistake of is by not taking the time to get involved in, in these masterminds. And so uh, just recently, I'm a part of multiple of them. So I'm a part of three different masterminds. I'm a part of a high level real estate investing mastermind that's invite only. I'm a part of the WGR mastermind that I just mentioned to you guys um, that I was just at this last six days. And that's one that I've been a part of for years now. Um, and then on top of that, I just recently joined another high level mastermind, more on marketing, not just real estate related, but I spent $25,000 to join this other mastermind um, just recently. And there's a few reasons why I see the, you know, the value of getting involved in that. And this particular mastermind, there is a couple individuals there that have companies doing over a hundred million dollars a year. So they've went through a lot of the challenges around hiring, onboarding, uh, training their teams, managing teams, growing the sales department of their companies, managing fulfillment issues, managing, just managing all of the issues that it, that you go through, regardless of what business you're in, as you're continuing to scale to a high level. And so, for me, it was just a no brainer that I could spend that 25 grand and then go get around some of these people that are doing what I'm trying to do. The goals that I want to hit, they're already doing them and doing even more than what some of my goals are. So the, that's, that's the power of getting involved. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like you pay to play. You either go down the path of figuring it all out on your own, or you're like, Hey, I'm going to take the fast track and join this mastermind and get to that next level. Um, Aaron. So Aaron's asking a pretty good question here. So he's saying, would you recommend a mastermind even if you're not yet doing consistent deals every month? So here's how I would answer that Aaron. Um, and, and for everybody on here that may be in a similar situation, I, would ask yourself if it's because of actions you're not taking. Like if you're, I don't know if I would say, yes, go join a mastermind. If you're not taking the actions to get deals done right now, just going and getting more education, I don't think is going to be the answer for you. What a mastermind is for is it's helping you fast track what you're already doing. So Aaron, if you've done a few deals and you're having trouble getting consistent deals happening and you feel like there's a missing link of there's some information that I need or some additional guidance that I need to allow me to get from a deal every now and then to getting consistent deals, then yes, I would join a mastermind. I would get a part of a mastermind. But if the challenge is you know what to do you know the marketing you need to do, you know the actions that you need to take, and you're just not doing it, just paying to be a part of another mastermind, paying to be a part of something else is not going to be the answer for you. And for anyone that's listening on here, education, just paying for education is not going to be the magic pill to your, you know, the, your, uh, your problem that you're going through. But what it will do is be able to help, like Scott Jenkins said, learn from somebody else's mistakes. So Aaron, uh, this is great because I'm sure, Aaron, I, I appreciate you being vulnerable on here and sharing some of this because I think this is helping a lot of other people on, on this call and that are listening into uh, the podcast here. So Aaron is saying, I'm being, hey, I'm being totally transparent. 
I'm, I'm definitely afraid that I'm going to spend tons of money in marketing and just get nothing or very little. So here's the thing is you have to, you need to grow. You, you got to build some trust in yourself. You, if you do the actions, you're going to get the results. Like, let's just take this for example, right? So for the typical, you know, average person, you're going to be able to get uh, one contract per 50 leads. And what's a lead? You know, if you have a lead that uh, they, you have a, an asking price from them, you have a good timeline from them on when they want to sell, you have their motivation, and then you have a general idea of what their asking price is. So you have 50 people like that. On, on average, you should be, uh, you should be able to get a contract. And maybe it takes you 100 or 120 for that first contract or the first couple contracts, right? So maybe it's a little bit higher for you, but you can have certainty and numbers. And, and, I, and I'm saying this because I know you a little bit more personally, Aaron, um, and for everybody else on here, Aaron's a really high level guy and he has a really high level sales job working for another company. And he's, if not the top, one of the top sales uh, reps for that company. And so Aaron, this is something that I have to tell to you, and this is for everybody else on here too, is that if you, uh, you know, you at your job, Aaron, you know how many time, how many calls you need to make to those prospects that you're talking to before. Yeah, Aaron, you're the top freaking sales guy. You know how many people you need to talk to to get a sale done. You know what the objections are to in before you get to that next sale. You know, you know, it's X amount of conversations. It's X amount of people. These are the typical situations I'm going to encounter when I'm having these conversations. And this is how I'm going to overcome those and get the deal done and, you know, get the sale made. So you just need to bring that confidence over to your real estate investing business. Like you, you have to look at if you go over to uh, your real estate investing business and you pick a marketing channel, say cold calling or, or, you know, SMS marketing or direct mail, whatever marketing that you're going to do, because all of them work and you need, and, and if you need that certainty to know that you don't want to waste your, waste your time and, or, and money more importantly is what it sounds like for you is you need to know, okay, I need to generate 50 leads on average to get a contract. Um, Alex is asking what's y'all's cost per deal right now. Um, yeah, it's close to 3000. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, and just in that Aaron on average, you know, it's around $3,000 for us to get a deal. So you can just have, you can create that certainty around us and knowing that if you're generating these leads, if you have, you know, whether it's you generating them or somebody else helping you generate these leads, Aaron, you just need to get, 50 leads, another 50 leads and continue working those so that you can get those, uh, those sold. Let's see, Aaron, the fear tapes are always running in my mind saying there's too much competition. You have to stop thinking about that. You got to get past that and just take action. If you're taking action and instead of thinking about competition, you're going to get results. And that goes for everybody on here you need to just be taking consistent action and tracking those numbers for what you're doing in your business. And that's what's going to actually get you the results that you're looking for. Stop thinking about, you know, oh, I'm going to bother the seller or, oh, there's too much competition. They're talking to other investors. They're doing something different. You just need to take the action and stop thinking about it. Take, you know, again, you know, you as the top sales guy at your company, Aaron, you know what it's like when new newbies come into your company and they're having they're having a fear of getting on the phone. They're like, oh, well, you know, they're already talking to maybe another company or, you know, I don't know. They gave me this objection or, you know, I just I don't know if I can get over, um, you know, this fear of mine. You know, it's like those same objections and those same fears are the same fears that people that are at the bottom in the sales in the company that you're working in right now are same are the same type of fears. Obviously, they're not investing money to get leads to then get deals, right? But they're investing their time and then they're they're scared to get on the phone, right? So um, 
So that's something that you have to look at. You know, Ephraim says there's unlimited possibilities out there. Go for them. You know, when you're looking at what you're doing and your business, you need to think abundantly. Like if you're thinking scarcity, 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 what are you going to attract? You're going to attract scarcity. If you're thinking abundance, out of abundance comes more abundance. There is more than enough deals. That that's not something that I am ever thinking about is, are we going to run out of deals? As long as people still have problems and Aaron and everybody on here, I want you to get this through your head. So you don't have to have the fear of there's not enough. There's plenty of deals in San Francisco, in New York city in Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, some of the bigger markets, there's plenty of deals there. There's the reason there's lots of people making money in those markets and why it's competitive is because there's deals to be had in those markets. People what people aren't fighting over going to some podunk town in North Dakota that's a small population because there's no competition there. The reason there's no competition in those markets is because there's not a lot of deals. The competition the competition is in the markets that there's deals to be had. So you should embrace where there's competition and say, man, like there's a lot of deals to be had in my market. I just got to get out there and get a part of them. There was, you know, I, I heard this stat a couple of years ago. This is like in 2019, but in Maricopa County, just so you know this, Aaron, in Maricopa County, this was like two years ago. I don't know what the stats are on it today. But two years ago, there is over 500 transactions that are taking place every single month in Maricopa County, selling at 50% or less than what market assessed value is. So what does that mean? There is over 500 plus opportunities because what do we need to buy deals at? And especially if you know creative financing, you could be buying deals at 60%, 70%. 80% of market value, right? And there's over 500 of those that are happening under 50% market value in Maricopa County. So what you need to re reframe your, your thoughts on Aaron and everybody else that's, you know, fearful of competition is that there is plenty of opportunities to be had and all you need, Aaron, how many of those 500 do you need to make a bunch of money if the average assignment fee is, you know, say around 15 grand? I mean, if you got 10 of those, you're making 150 grand a month. If you're getting half of that, five, you're making 75 grand or so a month. So what you need to be looking at is instead of thinking about the competition that's there, be thinking about the actions, the marketing that you need to put in place and the action items that you need to be putting in place to be getting in front of those uh, those homeowners so that you could be talking to them. And one of the other fears, because I know some of you on here are like, all right, I'm excited. I feel good about it. But, but Cody, there's other investors that are smarter than me, that are better than me, that have done more deals than me, that have more experience than me, and they're going to get all the deals. Well, my argument to that is when it comes down to getting deals, a lot of it is timing and consistency. So timing, meaning the seller could talk to, the seller could have talked to my team last week, Aaron, and it wasn't the right time for them to sell. So they said, no, I'm not interested. And then you call them on Monday and they just had a life event happen that, they got a job transfer. They found out on Friday they're getting a job transfer and now it's urgent and they need to sell and you happen to call them Monday. And then now you just got the deal. Even though my team maybe on paper have more experience than you having that conversation with that same homeowner, it's because you're the one that called them and followed up with them at the right time and consistently followed up with them. So when it comes down to it, your consistency is going to show professionalism to the homeowners you're talking to. And the timing is going to get you the deals over other investors because you followed up with them at the right time. That just happened to be when they're ready to sell, which is how most of our deals happen. 
it's, you know, our teams had conversations with these people 10, 12, 15, 17, 20 times. And then it turns into a contract because we've had the multiple conversations and then it turns into a contract because it was the right time now for them to get pushed over the edge to sell their property. So Aaron, I hope that helps. I'm, I'm thankful for you to be on here and to be vulnerable to share that with everybody else that's on, on this call tonight. Um, and for those of you that are listening in that are in similar situations, I know that that is going to be able to help you as well. Um, because this is one of the biggest challenges I see investors having is they're getting that analysis paralysis when in reality, just go have more conversations. So here, here's an interesting, here's an interesting fact that I'll share with everyone on this call. In our real estate company, in our wholesale company, between myself, Matt Beard, and Pace, Morby, in our business, the average, uh, you know, uh, the, between two different individuals on our wholesale sales team, here's, here's what their call numbers are like. So we have one sales guy that he typically on an average week makes anywhere from like 350 to 400, 420 phone calls a week. So, you know, that's around a hundred a day, Monday through Friday, uh, give or take, obviously, you know, some days a little bit more, some days a little bit less, but on average, he's making 350 to upwards of 420 calls a week. And he's on average getting two contracts every single week. Now let's look at another individual on our team that is on average making 200 calls to 250 calls a week. This individual has been averaging, because I was looking at the numbers, has been averaging zero to one contracts a week. And I think the uh, this second individual I think is more talented, is more talented at the sales process. So what does that say? It says the reps is are what matters. The one that's making double the calls is getting literally double the results. And they're not even as good as the person that's making half the calls, but because they're putting in more effort and they're putting in more dials, they're having more conversations and more conversations are leading to more contracts. So that's what you got to be looking at. Yeah, Aaron, at bats, they have more at bats. So they have more chances to get more deals done. So for everybody on here, if you're, you know, for whatever you're doing to get deals, keep track of what you're doing for the next four weeks. I want to challenge you to that. That's my challenge of this call is you're listening to this, whether you're driving for dollars, you're cold calling, you're doing text marketing, whatever you're doing right now to get deals, or if you're not doing anything, start doing something to get deals, right? Um, set for, you know, for the next four weeks, keep track of what you're doing. Keep track of how many calls you're making every week. You'd be surprised at how little calls you're actually making. Most, most of my, uh, uh, my team, like last year, when they weren't keeping track of how many calls they were making, they thought they were making a lot of calls, but they would be really making 20, 30, 40 calls a day. In reality, we like to see our team making, you know, 80, 90 plus calls a day. I, ideally, 80, 90 plus calls a day is, you know, is a great uh, position to put yourself in. So if you, if you set yourself up over the next four weeks and you just say, all right, I'm going to commit to making this many calls every day, you know, or you're driving for dollars and you're using, say, you know, the bats driven app um, and you're doing that over the next four weeks and you're going to add a certain amount of properties a day and, and call a certain amount of homeowners away or, uh, a day, you, that's what's going to put yourself in a position to win. That's what's going to be able to help you get the, you know, that first deal or your next deal. It's not going to be some mysterious thing and, you know, uh, where you're getting shiny object syndrome and thinking about, well, you know, I saw on Facebook, somebody did this to get a deal. And then now I saw on Instagram, somebody else did this to get a deal. Stop paying attention to, uh, you know, stop paying attention to what other people are doing and pick something and just run with it. 
there's people on this call that are doing well with direct mail. There's people on this call that are getting deals from cold calling. There's people on this call uh, that are getting good deals from text marketing. There is multiple ways to get deals in this business. It's, it's whatever you prefer to do and that works for you, do that and just do it consistently. That's what's gonna get you there. Um, Kenneth, uh, when you're saying, hey, Cody, it's is it 80 to 90 dials a day or is that connections? That's dials. That's dials. You're net 80 to 90 connections with sellers a day when you're calling just leads that are already in you know, your CRM. That's a lot of dial. That would be a lot of conversations to make 80 to 90 connections. You're going to have to make a few hundred calls a day, which would be very difficult to, to do. Um, you know, if out 80, 90 calls, if you're having, you know, 20, 30 20 to 30 plus conversations in a day, that's going to set you up real well to get contracts done. That's going to be a big, big game changer. But yeah, 80 to 90 dials, which will then lead to, you know, that 20, 30 plus conversations. Obviously, the more you can do, the better, but you want to get it into a rhythm and a routine that you can stick to consistently. Uh, all right, let's 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 do some questions here because I, I want to save, you know, a solid, you know, 10, 15 minutes for you guys to go through some questions for you. Um, but, you know, before we get into that, you know, if you guys are getting any value from this, um, you know, make sure to share it, share the Sunday service with your friends, share, you know, take a screenshot of, uh, you know, of you listening to this on either Spotify or iTunes, or if you're listening in live, take a screenshot, take that, post it on Instagram, post it on Facebook. We're trying to grow our community. Uh, the Facebook group, uh, Creative Financing with Pace Morby. Our goal is at the end of the year, we want to get close to 50,000. We want to get to 50,000 in that group. So um, obviously we do this for free. Our goal is to continue to grow our community so that we can continue to impact more and more people. So um, that's that's what I ask for you guys as, uh, you know, as we continue to be on here. And, you know, we reached a little over 200 uh, live on the call. So, you know, appreciate you guys being on here. You know, this is, uh, you know, taking this out of your Sunday night to, you know, learn is, is huge. So let's get to some questions, guys. Um, preferably questions that what I'm going to, the questions we're going to, I'm going to take are going to be questions that are going to be able to help the most amount of people. So if you ask something super specific and it's not going to help a lot of people, it's going to be challenging for me to get, be able to answer that. Um, so Briggs Kennington is asking when hiring your first VA, what is the number one quality that you look for? That's such a great question. Um, and I want to answer that question the best way that I possibly can. And so, um, as I answer that, if you need help with virtual assistants, you aren't really sure how to hire them, how to manage them and, you know, how to really work with them. What I would suggest for you to do is to get with the team over at startvirtual.com. I just posted that in the comments. If you're just listening live, that's startvirtual.com. So startvirtual.com. Um, that, you know, the company's done a great job at helping uh, a lot of investors and a lot of individuals, you know, get virtual assistants and be able to help them with their business. So let's get into that question though for you. <clears throat> so Briggs question again for everybody who's, you know, people jumping on here when hiring your first virtual assistant, what is the number one quality you look for? So I would say the number one quality that we look for is desire. And whether somebody, whether it's a virtual assistant or whether we're hiring somebody that's going to be working in person with our company, it's always desire because everything else could be trained, right? Obviously, you know, over at Start Virtual, they get a foundational learning of real estate, cold calling, and, you know, all the skill sets that you need to be able to be successful. But if we're just talking about somebody with no foundation in the real estate industry, um, we're going to be always looking for desire. Because Briggs, if you if you get give me somebody that's talented that can cold call or that you know uh, can do the get the job done, but they have no desire, I don't want that person. I want somebody that is excited, somebody that wants to learn, that wants to grow, that has that it factor that they want to contribute, they want to be better. That's what we look for because if they're an okay cold caller for example, or if they're an okay admin assistant, but they have a desire to be an excellent assistant, 
or a cold caller or whatever they're doing for our company, we can train the other skills. We can take them through training and we could take them through, you know, <clears throat> development, right? So that's always going to be the number one thing that we're looking for is desire. Um, and then that they're a culture fit is another important thing for us. So our, our company's culture, the three things that are important to us is, you know, one is think we, not me. So it's, hey, we at our company, we're thinking about the good, you know, the good and greatness of everybody here. We're not and none of us are about one individual. Uh, we want all of us to win. We want all of us to be successful. So think we, not me. Um, you know, the second one is, you know, do the right thing. So in whatever situation that you're in, we want to see that you're doing the right thing, whether it's for the team, whether it's for a seller, whether it's for yourself, that we want to see you do the right thing. Um, and then the final one, which is part of that desire, Briggs, is doing the best you can. So we understand, obviously, Briggs, I'm sure you've made mistakes in your life. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, um, but those mistakes help you learn and help you get better. Um, and so part of doing the best that you can is that you're learning from mistakes, you're asking for feedback, you're always looking to be better. So that's what's important to us when it comes to hiring. And regardless if it's a virtual assistant or somebody you know US-based that's gonna be working directly with us in person, we hire off the same type of criteria because I don't want somebody that has, you know, a bad culture, even if they're just somebody that's on Zoom calls with us, because most of our meetings nowadays anyways are Zoom calls. So um, I, I hope that I hope that helps. Um, <clears throat> OK, so we got a few other questions here. I'm going to jump to these. Um, so Alex says, Matt Beard, fine pace, Morby. So, so Matt's saying, how do you find and decide on a good mastermind group slash event? So, you know, spoiler alert, everybody, Matt Beard is Pace, Morby, and my business partner. We own multiple businesses together. So um, if you guys aren't, you know, real quick, guys, if you're not following Matt Beard and you want to learn how to leverage your business with virtual assistants, Go on YouTube when you're finished up this call, take a note on your phone or write down a note if you're taking notes and make sure to go visit Matt Beard's YouTube channel, subscribe so that you can be able to help, you know, uh, help better understand how to do uh, lead generation and, you know, different admin type work, you know, utilizing virtual assistants. But to answer Matt's question here on how do you find and decide on a good mastermind group or event? So for those of you that know, and so this will be dated, of course, if you're listening in late on, a, you know, on an iTunes or Spotify, um, but that at the end of May, uh, there is the sub two mastermind. I'm actually, I didn't even realize it. I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the mastermind shirt on this call. So there is a mastermind. It's only for sub two students. So people that are sub two students already, um, there's a mastermind that, uh, Pace, myself, and Matt Beard are going to be presenting at where we break down what our business looks like from the inside out. We show you all the areas of our business, all the things that we're doing to be successful in our business. We break everything down. We answer all the questions. We show, uh, you know, we basically we pull the curtain open and say, hey, this is exactly what our business looks like. This is what we're doing. This is how we got here. Here's how you can do it. We help you break down and be able to leave with a plan out of that event so that you can go home and be able to take action. So um, that's something, you know, if you are a sub two student listening in, or if you're not a sub two student, I'm sorry, but you have to be one to even be eligible to go to this mastermind. Um, but, you know, that is something that we are doing at the end of May, 2021. Uh, so if you're looking for another mastermind and it's outside of that, here are some of the things you want to be looking for to make sure that you're going to something that's worthwhile. Number one, are the individuals in the mastermind that are either running the mastermind or are big parts of the mastermind, are they at the success that you are yourself looking for? So what do I mean by that? If you are going to a mastermind and you want to learn how to make more money or get to a certain amount of money, what are the individuals that are running that mastermind? How much money are they making? How successful are they? You want to look at those people. Um, you know, you want to look at those people at the uh, the mastermind and see if they're where you want to get to in your business. If they're not, it's probably just not a good mastermind to go to. 
um, because it's just not going to be a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish. The second thing is you want to look for true and real testimonials. You want to look for some people that have been a part of that mastermind and that have, um, you know, had actually been there and that you could reach out to directly. And I suggest doing that. If there's people that have been to a mastermind already that you're considering going to, but you're a little bit worried because you don't know if it's a good investment, talk to some of the people that are already in the mastermind or that have went to a previous one so you can get some honest feedback. That would be, you know, my second piece of advice. Um, and then my third thing, it goes back to what Aaron was talking about. If you're not taking action in your business, a mastermind isn't going to, isn't a magic bullet to just make money fall in your lap. Like you have to take action. So if you're just hoping that it's going to be this magic bullet to, you know, make every, make your dreams come true, but you're going to just go there and go home and not take any action. Don't even waste your money or time on going to a mastermind. Those would be, you know, the few big pieces that I would say. Uh, to be considering. Um, Alex, so you said Gina hasn't gotten back to you about the mastermind. So she might be, I don't know. Um, I just, I'm just a, you know, a character. I'm just like a, you know, one of the characters that goes to the mastermind and I just, you know, go and do my performance there. <laughs> but what I would do is go to the sub two Facebook group, Alex, and post in there, Hey, I'm trying to go to the mastermind. I haven't heard back from anybody yet, but I want to talk to somebody about going to this. That's what I would do is jump in there and do that. All right. Let me get, <clears throat> I'm going to get a couple other questions answered here and then we're going to wrap it up. It's already been an hour guys and appreciate you for spending your Sunday with me. Um, let's see. One of the things that I love is, you know, if you're listening into this call, not live, so you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, tune in live, you know, every now and then. So you're able to engage with some of the other uh, people that are on these calls. There's so many good comments that are coming in and lots of people that are getting connected, <clears throat> lots of other people that are getting connected with other investors. And it's so cool to see that. Um, so let's, let's get uh, a couple other questions answered here. Um, Tala, uh, does VA hub do lead generation for you? Yes, they do. Um, VA hub actually changed their name just so everybody knows it's now called startvirtual.com. Um, but they do all our lead generation. So if you want to check them out, um, you can have a conversation with the team over there. See if that's something that may be a good fit for you. If you don't really have a budget for marketing right now, I wouldn't suggest it. Um, but if you have a little bit of a budget and you need a little bit of help getting some leads going in your business, that's a good place to start, Tala. All right, let me see um, da, da, da. what other questions we have here. Alex says, consistency is my weak spot. You know, uh, there are certain areas of my life that I'm not the most consistent in. And, you know, one of the things that you have to do is just correct and continue. When you fall off track, what do you do? You correct and then you continue. You correct the, the habit of inconsistency and then you continue moving forward with consistency and just put yourself in a position to continue to <clears throat> take action and continue to get better. Another thing is there is wisdom and procrastination. And I'm stealing that from Matt Beard. So if Matt's still on here, I'm stealing that from him. But there's wisdom and procrastination. What do I mean by that? What I mean is there is something to be said about if you're having issues with being consistent in some, with some part of your business. So if you're procrastinating around something, maybe it means you need to get some help with it. If you're having trouble being consistent in the gym, maybe you need a personal trainer to help you stay in the gym. If you're having trouble with consistent lead generation, like cold calling yourself, maybe you need to hire someone to cold call for you because you yourself won't do it consistently. If you're having trouble closing deals consistently with your sales skills and you procrastinate to make calls because your sales skills aren't top notch, maybe that's a sign uh, that you need to connect with somebody else or hire somebody that can help you close some of your deals. So just something to think about, guys, um, is if you're having issues in some of those areas, it's OK to ask for help. It's OK to squat up. It's OK to find somebody to help you. You don't have to, you don't have to stay stuck. Don't stay stuck. Like you can change. You're not like Jim Rohn, one of my favorite speakers. He's like, you're not a tree. You can get up and move. You're not stuck where you are. Like make a change. 
Oh, let's see. Okay. So we had a couple other questions pop through here. Uh, Scott, what's the new name? Startvirtual.com. That, that is the new name. Um, Chris Johnson. So I'm going to answer two more questions after this. So if you have a question, make sure to drop that below and I will get that answered for you. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and get this question answered. So Chris says, Cody, what's the biggest tip for somebody doing wholesaling part-time? So what I would say is that you, to be able to get success doing it part-time, you need to commit as much time as you can in part-time. Like you need to be squeezing out every ounce of opportunity that you can when you're, when you are working on your wholesaling business, because if you're putting yourself in a spot where you're not, uh, where you're just doing, you know, just busy work, you're not going to get very far. So what I would say for those of you that are doing this part time and you're listening to this and you're, you know, maybe you work nine to five or you have a lot of, you know, stuff, a lot on your plate and you don't have a ton of time, you need to be focusing on doing income producing activities in the time that you are doing the business. So stop. Don't be like prepping business cards. Don't be like messing with setting up an LLC. Don't be messing with all this other garbage. Um, that's a waste of your time at the beginning. Yes. Set up an LLC, do those things like as you go, but don't confuse, uh, activity with productivity. Productivity is, are things that are going to move the needle forward. Productivity are things like talking to sellers, making offers to sellers that are actually going to get you a contract so that you can make some money. That's what we're doing here. We get, we talk to distressed sellers, we help them solve a problem and help create a win-win situation. We get a property under contract and then we make money because we solve a problem. But that doesn't happen until you're having those conversations. So that's what I would do, Chris, is make sure you're spending your time only doing things that are gonna help you uh, make money immediately in that time that you're spending. Alex says, I have to increase my outreach and find more motivated sellers. How, how do you find them? You talk to more people. Brent Daniels says it best, TTP, talk to people. You gotta talk to people. Casey, thank you, um, appreciate you. You know, he's, Casey says, Cody, thanks for your time. Very informative, thank you. That's exactly why we're here, is to continue to help you guys. Um, all right, so final two questions, let's knock them out. Lewis, how do you overcome laziness? Laziness, <clears throat> like any other thing, becomes a habit, right? So how do you break a habit? By, uh, you know, action creates, you know, emotion. Motion creates emotion. You got to get moving. You got to get moving. Like before this call, I was, I was honestly, guys, I was tired to hop on tonight because I was at a mastermind this last six days, and I'm pretty tired from that. But being on this call, now I'm wide awake. I'm alert. Because what emotion create motion creates emotion. And I'm on the call, I'm moving around, and it's got me excited and it has me alert. So the best way to get out of uh, you know to get out of that laziness is get moving. Like go to the gym, like get a workout in. You know, just get yourself moving, get yourself listening to something good, positive that's you know filled into your brain that gets you excited. So then you can just go and take action because the way that you become lazy is by not taking action, you know, so you just got to get moving, just get action going and then it'll create a reaction, which is uh, emotion that's going to create more action. It'll you'll create a cycle of action taking versus creating a cycle of laziness, which creates more inaction. So that's what you got to do, Lewis. It's challenging. Sometimes I've been there uh, in the past. So that's uh, that's what I would do. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Okay. So Josh says, Oh, wait, Ephraim says, how do you deal with a hostile renter not paying and not allowing agents or buyers in can't inspect the property for rehab or anything? Well, um, in situations where we have a issue with the tenant, not letting us in the property, we're either going to, if we're getting a good enough deal to buy the property, we'll just close on it with the tenant and then we'll just get them evicted on our own. But it also depends on the state. Like if you live in one of those states where it's like freaking, you know, uh, I have to be correct here. If you're living in a state where it's very tenant friendly and it takes you a freaking year or longer to get tenants out, that's that's a challenge. Uh, we only invest in markets that are landlord friendly so that if we need to get a tenant out, generally we can have them out within 30 to 45 days. 
So we don't mess around with markets where tenants have way more rights. Um, we want to be in markets where the landlords have the right. If somebody's not paying, we want to be able to get them out. But how we handle that, Ephraim, is we will just buy it if we if we're at a price that we feel okay buying it regardless if we know the condition interior or not. Um, and then we will get our attorney involved and get them evicted. The other thing you can do is if the seller's on board with it, you can help them get that tenant evicted if you're in one of those markets that um, you can get the tenants out. I would get to your, I would get with your attorney, um, help the attorney get in touch with the seller, get the proper notices out per your state landlord tenant act guidelines and get that process started to get them evicted and then get them out and then get in there and see what the condition is after you get them out. That may take a couple months, but if the deal's right, it'll make sense. So um, James is asking, name some of those places that are landlord friendly. Places like California, places like New York City, places like New Jersey. Those are markets I would never buy rentals in. And those are markets I would not buy properties in with tenants that I had to kick out because I don't want to mess with tenants that can sit there for years because of their crazy laws. I want to be in markets like Arizona, like Texas, like Florida, um, you know, markets where I can get somebody out if they're uh, you know, not paying their rent. So that's what I would say. Um, hopefully that was helpful guys. If you did get any value from this, all that, again, I ask is that you share this with a friend. If you get value from Sunday service, let a friend know, take a screenshot of this call, go on your Instagram, tag pace, tag myself, uh, tag Matt beard on your Instagram, go share on Facebook. What one of your biggest takeaways was because again, we do this for free so we can continue growing our community. Um, and like I said before, if you aren't already in the Creative Finance with Pace Morby Facebook group, make sure to get into that Facebook group and share your takeaways, network with other investors so that you can continue growing and getting to that next level. Appreciate it. And as always, just so you guys know, we are on iTunes and Spotify, search Sunday service. You can check us out on there. Listen while you're driving to work, while you're taking the kids to school or while you're driving for dollars. So appreciate it. Have a wonderful Sunday night, everybody, and crush it this week. We'll see y'all next time.